This is Dr. Benny Tate, and you're listening to the Leads Club podcast, all about leadership, personal growth, and helping you grow in your walk with God. Our goal is simply to help you lead like never before in your church, business, home, or whatever platform God has given you. Our next Leads Club session begins now. All right, I want to thank you for uh, joining us today, and I'm so excited about the lesson that I'm going to share. I have the wonderful privilege today to be with a wonderful church staff. I'm with my good friend Keith Joseph and the staff members of First Baptist Church Jackson. This is a wonderful church that uh, is growing and certainly making a big, big difference in central Georgia. But I have a lesson that's not from the uh, top of my head. It's from the bottom of my heart. And I really believe that this will be an encouragement to all of our listeners. Our scripture reading is found in Psalms, Psalms chapter 142. And this is a Psalm of David that he actually wrote. David wrote 73 Psalms, but he wrote this Psalm. When he was in a cave, he was actually uh, hiding out from King Saul. He was literally running for his life. And this is what David said from the cave, and I've entitled this lesson, How to Behave in a Cave. How to Behave in a Cave. This is what David said in the cave. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed, he said, when my spirit was muffled, and that happens sometimes, it said, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privately laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man. There was no, there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry. For I I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. (laughs) Thy righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about how to behave in a cave. You know, uh, God promotes individuals. God really does. Uh, If we experience what we would refer to as success, I believe that comes from the promotion of the Lord. You know, Psalms, Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7 says this. Uh, It's a wonderful scripture. It says, for promotion cometh from the Lord. For promotion cometh cometh from the Lord. It says it doesn't come from the east nor the west nor the south, 
but God is judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. It's wonderful when God promotes somebody. And I want you to know he does that. He does that for Christian leaders. If you study the Bible in Joshua chapter 3, verse 7, you know, the people really looked to Moses, but Moses died. Here's a great leadership lesson. Moses raised up a Joshua. Moses raised up a Joshua. But if you study the scriptures, Joshua didn't raise up a Joshua. Moses raised up a Joshua, but Joshua didn't raise up a Joshua. You know, when is the greatness of a person's leadership determined? Not while they're there. It's while they're gone. See, see if, 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 if I'm pastoring a church and somebody said, boy, the church really fell down after Pastor Benny left, that's, that's an indictment on me. That's an indictment on me. Because if it's built on the right stuff, it will be better after I'm gone than it was while I'm there. Because we have a responsibility to raise up a Joshua. So Joshua comes on the scene and God says something. He says, I'm going to magnify you in the eyes of the people. I'm going to magnify you in the eyes of the people. And then Second Chronicles 1 and 1 says the same thing about Solomon. God said, Solomon, I'm going to magnify you exceedingly. You know, uh, a while back, I, I had this thought. I started thinking about all the great, great ones that have gone on. People like Billy Graham. People like Bill Bright. People like Adrian Rogers. And the list goes on. The, just the wonderful, wonderful leaders of, of Christendom. And I thought, They've gone on. And I thought, my goodness, how sad. And then the thought hit me. Who raised them up anyway? Who raised up Billy Graham? He was just a farmer in Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, it was God who raised him up. It was God who raised Bill Bright up. Anybody that's been raised up, it was God who raised them up anyway. It, it was God who, who magnified them. Now, now I want to give you some uh, background to the story. <laughs> David was in a cave in a doolum. David was depressed. <laughs> he was deserted. He was defeated. Now, here's what's interesting. He had been anointed as the king of Israel. He had been anointed as the king, but he wasn't on the throne. He was in a cave. And this is what I want you to know. Many times on your way to promotion, on your way to a throne, God takes you through a cave experience. <laughs> see, uh, see, I believe before God will make a man or woman great, He's going to break them up into pieces. I do agree with A.W. Tozer, Pastor. Tozer said, before God can bless a man or woman greatly, he's got to hurt them deeply. Charles Stanley said, before God can bless you, he's got to bleed you. 
Jerry Falwell said, the life that pleases God is often painful and difficult. I truly believe this. If God's going to take somebody to a higher platform, the first thing he's going to do is throw you down. If he's going to take you to a higher platform, listen, if you're going to have more opportunities for ministry, I believe the first thing he's going to do is break you into pieces. Every every good thing, listen to me, every good thing that's ever happened in my life has come out of hardship or failure. If somebody says, I admire this about you, which I don't get that much, but if somebody says, I admire this about you, I promise you it comes out of hardship or failure. It's never been out of success. It's always been out of a hurt, (laughs) a a hang-up, amen, or a habit. It's it's, it's been out of a struggle in my life. I was reading in Genesis 32 about Jacob, and we all know the story about Jacob, how he wrestled with the angel. He wrestled. He wrestled with God. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And you remember that angel, that angel, Christophery, reached down and touched his thigh. And it was, it was out of joint from that point on. And, and here's what I've learned. If God really blesses somebody, I thought about his, his thigh being out of joint from that point on. If God really blesses somebody, they don't strut, they limp. Yeah, when, when God blesses us, we don't strut, we limp. If you want to see somebody that God has really done something in their life, don't look for a strut, look for a limp. It will always be a limp. I love what Genesis 32 and 28 says. It says, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. Remember, he changed his name there. But, it, but Israel, look at this. For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men and has prevailed. <laughs> he didn't become a prince till after he wrestled with God. He didn't have power with God and with men until he got the limp. And if we want power with God and with men, it will be because we have a limp in our life. Now, let me look here. I believe this. I believe it's wise to learn from experience, but wiser to learn from the experience of others and not near as painful. And not near as painful. So what I want us to do, David got in a cave. And if you're in ministry, I will promise you, you're going to get in a cave. (laughs) If you're in ministry, no, you're going to get in several caves, amen? If you're in ministry, listen closely. I've been at the same church right here for 31 years. 31 years at the same church. And you say, Pastor, how's it been? (laughs) Look here. You can always tell when you're on the road to success. You say, how? It's uphill all the way. I promise. You say, you you mean 31 years of struggle and battle? Yeah. 
Here's what blows, here's what blows some people's mind. Uh, we started out with about 25 people. I, we probably got seven or 8,000 members right now. I got to be honest with you, Pastor. The FBI couldn't locate some of them, amen? But I'm going to make a statement. It's been a battle all the way. You say, but no, 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 no. I guarantee you those 25, those, those 25 nails say, oh, he's wonderful. He's great. We, we believe. No, no, no. No, they don't. It's been a battle all the way. It's been a battle all the way. Don't you ever think there won't be cave experiences? They'll constantly be cave experiences. But you got to go through the cave on your way to the throne. You, you've got to. Now, so, so, so how do you handle the cave, Pastor? Well, let's, let's just pull it from the Scripture. Let's just see what David did. He did some things. First of all, you got to pray. you got to pray. Look what verse 1 says. I cried unto the Lord. <laughs> I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And with my voice unto the Lord did I make supplication. you got to pray. There's a man that I greatly admire in ministry. His name's R.T. Kendall. He uh, pastored. He pastored the Westminster Chapel in London for uh, 25 years. He recently preached for me. He's going to be preaching for me again real soon. He's 85 years old. And uh, I was with R.T. Kendall, and I said, R.T., I want to get to the next level. I want to get our church to the next level. What do I need to do? He said, you don't want to hear it. I said, R.T. He said, no, you don't want to hear it. I said, yes, I do. I, what do I got to do, R.T.? What do I got to do to get our church? I, I'm the pastor. I've got a staff. What do I got to do to get our church to the next level? He said, you don't want to hear it. I said, yes, I do. He said, two hours a day in Bible study and prayer. Two hours a day in Bible study and prayer. Here's what I've realized. Leonard Ravenhill was right. To be much for God is to be much with God. So how do you behave in a cave? Here's what I say. Pray. Hey, hey I'm going to be honest with you. I think you can pray at a different level in the cave than you can on the throne. I think we can pray at a different level when we're in the cave versus the throne. Amen? So, so here's what I want to say to you. The first step to behaving in a cave is you've got to pray. And then, then the second step is you've got to trust. I love what he said. He said, uh, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, when my spirit was muffled, here's what he was saying, ladies and gentlemen. He was saying, God, when I don't trust me, I trust you. When, when I really don't even trust me, I want you to know, God, I trust you. I love what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said, God's too loving to be unkind. He's too wise to be mistaken. When we can't trace his hand, we can trust his heart. Here's what I'm saying. When you're in a cave right now, when you're in a cave, you've got to trust God. 
You've got to trust God on a different level. There was a man in the Bible. His name was Jacob. And everything was going wrong in Jacob's life. There was a famine. He thought Joseph was dead. He believed perhaps his son Joseph, his favorite, was dead. And also his son Simeon. He thought he's probably dead too. And, Joseph, and Jacob made this statement in Genesis 42 and 36. He said, all things are working against me. Did you ever feel that way? Boy, I have. I felt like everything was coming against me before. All things are working against me. But you know what Jacob didn't know? Joseph was still alive. And he had Simeon with him. And he was over the food supply for the whole nation. He thought everything was working against me. But what he didn't realize, everything was working for him. And see, we can live our lives thinking all things are working against me. Or we can live our lives thinking Romans 8 and 28, all things are working together for me. All things are working together for my good. And here's what I want to say, pastors. I want you to say, if it's not good for you right now, I want you to know something. It will be good. You say, you don't know that. Yes, I do. Because the Bible says, all things worketh together for good. So I want you to know, if it's not good right now, bless God, it's going to get good. Amen? It's going to get good. Because God said, you just trust me. Your responsibility is just to trust me. And I'm going to work all things for your good. So here's what I would say as an individual, as a church. If you're in a cave... You pray. If you're in a cave, you trust God. But if you're in a cave, be willing to stand alone. Be willing to stand alone. I love what he said in verse 4. He said, I looked on my right hand, and behold, there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I go back to one of my favorites. I'm reading a book right now that I'd highly recommend. It's called Susie. It's called Susie. It's the life of the wife of Charles Spurgeon. We get so caught up on Spurgeon many times, but you really ought to study his wife. She was a special lady. She had a heart, Pastor, for helping poor preachers. She, had a, she gave away over 200,000 copies of books to pastors. It's a wonderful book called Susie. But her husband Spurgeon said this quote. He said, if you want others to help you, you'll make a decent follower. But if you, but if you, if you will depend on no man and can stand alone, God being your helper, You'll make a good leader. All I'm saying, David tells us how to behave in a cave. Be willing to stand alone. Adrian Rogers said it best. If you please God, it doesn't matter who you don't please. But if you don't please God, it doesn't matter who you do please. Uh, 
There's a, there's a fourth thing that I would encourage you to do and the scripture encourages us to do. Delight in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Look what the scripture says concerning delight unto the Lord. It says, I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Here's what I know. We may lose our job. We may lose relationships. We may lose the approval of others. But God is our portion. God is our portion. I, I, I just was studied this. You probably already knew this. But when the, when the children of Israel went into the promised land, they were dividing the land. And every tribe got a portion except the Levites. Except the Levites. And God said to the Levites, the Lord is your portion. The Lord is your portion. And I think we just need to be reminded, the Lord is our portion. The Lord is our portion. Delight in God. Psalms 37 and 4 says, delight the self in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. I'm going to make a statement. This is the best statement I'll, I'll make in the teaching. The best statement I'll make is this statement. Don't let your desires exceed your delight. <laughs> Don't let your desires exceed your delight. Delight yourself in God. There's a fifth thing I'd say when you're in a cave. Sympathize. Sympathize. Notice what he said in verse 6. Attend unto my cry. Look, I am brought very low. Notice that. He didn't say I'm brought low. He said I'm brought very low. Here's what I want you to know if you're in ministry. If you're, if you're in ministry, 90% of what you're going to go through is about others. 90% of what you're going to go through if you're in ministry is so you can help other people. 2 Corinthians 1 and 4 says, Who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any comfort by the comfort wherewith we ourselves were comforted of God. I don't believe God comforts us to make us comfortable. I believe God comforts us to make us comforters. I believe if we're in ministry, God puts us th through things so we can really sympathize with people. Let me tell you something. For years, people would say to me, pray for me. I'm going through some depression. And I would say, cheer up. You can just cheer up. That was until my wife went to bed for six months with depression and lost over 60 pounds. 
and didn't care if she lived or died. Then I got a new compassion for people that are going through depression. Amen? Uh, because I was raised in a dysfunctional relationship, because I saw my mother physically abused by a stepfather, I have a real compassion for women that are going through hardships. That's why we have a potter's house here for women that struggle. You know, I know what it is to come to a church and my wife and I have no insurance. Need to see a doctor, but have no money to go see a doctor. That was my motivation for starting Rock Springs Clinic because there's people that need medical attention who have no recourse. Your passion will come out of your pain. And when you're in the cave, it will help you sympathize like nothing else. There's a sixth thing that David did in the cave, and I think it's so important. That's praise. <laughs> he said, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. We're leaders. You know, when, in biblical times, when Israel went forth to battle, the singers went first. The praise leaders went first. We're Christian leaders. How should we behave in a cave? We ought to praise. And this is what I've learned after 56 years of life. I believe when you're in a cave, you can praise God from a different place than you can praise him from when you're on the throne. There's something about being in a cave. There's something about being broken. There's something about being broken. I think there's a praise that flows from a deeper place in our life when we're broken before God. Here, here's all I want to say as I close. <laughs> On the way to the throne, there are going to be some trials. On the way to the palace, there's going to be some persecution. <laughs> On the way to honor, there's going to be some hurt. On the way to promotion, there's going to be some pain. And on the way to a crown, there's probably going to be a cave or two. And as Christian leaders, it's so important that we behave in the cave. And I trust we can do that. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I pray that this little devotion has been an encouragement to you. Because I want you to know if you're in ministry... There are going to be some magnificent days. <laughs> You're going to have some magnificent days, and I'm excited about your ministry. But I want you to know something. There'll be far more maintenance days than there'll be magnificent days. <laughs> there'll be far more maintenance days than there'll be magnificent days. And it's just so important day in, day out, 
that will behave in a cave properly. You know, uh, as I say, I'm here today with First Baptist Church of Jackson, Pastor Keith Joseph, graduate of Liberty University. Keith, uh, Dr. Falwell used to say, for every good day you have, you're going to have two difficult days. For every good day you have, Dr. Falwell would say, you're probably going to have two difficult days because God knows the two difficult days will keep you leaning on him. Will keep you leaning on him. So important we behave properly in the cave. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I bow my head before you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this teaching from your word. I thank you for the privilege of being with the wonderful people, the wonderful people at First Baptist Church Jackson and the wonderful ministry they're doing here in our community. God, I pray for our listeners. Some of them today are in a cave. And I pray that you will help them that, to realize weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. And God, you've got a plan and you've got a purpose, God. And it may not be good right now, but it's going to be good. <laughs> because, Lord, you are a faithful God. So I pray you, your blessing upon listeners. I pray, God, that you give them fruit for their labor. I pray you give, an, give them encouragement for their hearts. And we love you and praise you. And we pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. For today's Leeds Club session, we hope you feel encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information or resources about leadership, be sure and connect with me at bennytate.info or follow me on social media at Pastor Benny Tate. Join us next week for more insights on leadership, personal growth, and encouragement in your walk with God to help you lead at the next level.